Hello, my friends, it's Andy and Hedia coming to you live from Yorba Linda, California. <laughs> I was off camera. And we are back. We are on all of our social media channels. We are? Yes, for now. Wow. Yeah, for, for another couple of days. Maybe at best. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, we're here for Living Fearless Devotional back on the social medias. And uh, we have our website where if we ever get pulled down, you can always go there and find us, right? Yes, but we're not broadcasting from the website. Could people ever, could we ever do that? Yeah. Embed a link in the website? Yes, we You want me to do one more thing? Uh, <laughs> I think if we ultimately sent everybody there, but they didn't yes. have a, they wouldn't have a chat actually, function I, there. Actually, I'm working on it. No, you can't make a separate website. It's not, a, it, it has to be a separate website. No. There's no. Not doing no, that, folks. Anyways, resurrectministry.com. <laughs> and what will they so find you there? All of our content. <laughs> they can send us a message and drop us a line. Say hi. Yeah. Uh, sorry, folks. I'm feeling a little out of it. I had a little procedure done today. Mm-hmm. I am healthy as a horse. Yes, as a horse. As a horse. As healthy as a horse. Yeah. Isn't that the expression? Yeah. They took a look around. But they took a look around. They but I found nothing. Found nothing. Which is awesome. On. We ask God for the doctor to find nothing. And you're back, but you're just a little loopy. I'm a little loopy, not <laughs> feeling well. My stomach's all topsy turvy. Yeah, well, that happens. So, uh, what we're going to do to take your mind off it is we're going to read this devotional by Charles Spurgeon mm. called Morning by Morning. And we're, uh, of course, December 16th. The reference is Matthew 11 28. And the little part of the, the, the verse, he says, Come to me. That's all he needs to say. Yes. Come to me. Charles says, the call of the Christian faith is the gentle word come. Conversely, the Jewish law harshly said, in effect, carefully guard your steps and the path in which you walk. Break the commandments and you will perish, mm. but keep them and you will live. The law was, as min- was administered with terror, driving people to follow it through the threat of scouring punishment. But the gospel draws people with cords of love. Jesus is the good shepherd, leading his sheep, bidding them to follow him, and always directing them onward with the sweet word come. The law drives people away, but the gospel attracts. The law reveals the distance between God and man, while the gospel bridges the awful chasm and and delivers sinners across it. From the very moment of the spiritual life until you are ushered into glory, Christ's words to you will be, come to me. Just as a mother holds out her arms, urging her child to walk by saying, come. Jesus does the same. He will always be ahead, bidding you to follow him. As a soldier follows his general, he will forever walk before you, Mm. paving your way and clearing your path. And you will hear his living give his life-giving voice, calling you to follow throughout your days. Even at your solemn hour of death, his sweet words ushering you into his heavenly world will be, come, you who are blessed by my Father. Amen. Furthermore, if you are a believer, come is not only Christ's call to you, but it will be your call to him as well. You will be longing for his second coming and saying, come quickly, amen. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. You will be yearning for closer and closer communion with him. And as he bids you, come. 
Your response to him will be, come, Lord, and abide with me. Come and be the sole, unrivaled, sovereign reigning on the throne of my heart and consecrate me entirely to your service. Amen. Wow. So it was interesting uh, today that we were watching the first episode of the third season of The Chosen, um, which from time to time you've not always had a connection with. Is that, That's not... Uh, I don't think that's too much to say. Nope. Is it? But today, but the, the first episode, quite often with many um, first episodes of, of shows that are, you know, put out there, is that there's this need to put together like a the beginning stages of what the season's going to carry out. Right. And so what I got from it today was a little bit like this devotional, was that you saw all these different people coming from different situations. One was, a you know, Matthew leaving his 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 parents and his parents want not wanting having anything to do with him because he left a, a job as a, as a tax collector uh, or he went to be a tax collector and they were mad that he was on the side of the Romans. And then he, now he's following this Jesus. He's you know, drove a little bit crazy, I think, right. Made him a little bit mad. And then you had uh, you know, a man leave his wife and then you had a man leave his, his sister and you had all these different kind of stories, all these people, following jesus christ and he was saying come follow me and then we saw that he was uh, was that the the sermon on the mount that we saw or was that a different sermon that's think? a different one different sermon and there were bits and pieces they were actually mixed uh, it yeah. wasn't a single sermon but what i liked about it was the setup of, of, of the season of showing that all the people that were coming to him through all these different lives including the thousands of people that came and listened to his message and yes. how blown away they were by him uh, and that uh, even, I'm not sure about the rich lady. Do you, I mean, the lady that was being brought there, that was a whole new thing to me. Yes. I do not um, know the textual reference, if any. Mm. But in the end, just in reading this devotional, what hit me was that it doesn't matter where you're at. If you're single, if you're married, if you're divorced, if you're, you know, uh, rich or you're not, that's not, none of that has anything, no importance to this faith. Amen. It, it, you can leave it all behind. Yes. The riches and the, the treasure is in heaven. Amen. And he's just simply saying, I know none of that matters. Yes. Come follow, follow me. me. Yeah. I hope that made sense. Absolutely. Because you can see this, you know, this kind of happening on the, on the show and this kind of introduction that I thought it was pretty cool. They kind of, if you looked at it, you know, yeah. the devotional kind of brought it together for me. What about you? What does this say to you? A couple, the way he describes the Judaic law as like wreaking terror in people's lives. It reminds me of being a Muslim, mm -hmm. that it was all about rules and keeping rules and the terror and not keeping the rules. And it's a very angry God and a scary God. Mm -hmm. It's so different than uh, the Lord Jesus Christ. So that really struck me. And then uh, the concept in uh, towards the end where he says, that it is, oh, so the, some of the visions that I had had, which I've explained before, where the Lord had said to me, come walk with me, daughter, learn my ways. And so when I try to visualize him, it's literally exactly that. He's walking ahead of me, leading me by walking and, and ushering me, uh, indicating for me to come, mm. come daughter, follow me. Uh, so that really struck me that that was the same 
reference that Spurgeon used. So this must be a common, this must be a common vision that people have uh, of Jesus, uh, of the way he calls people to him. And it actually, it was the same in the movie, in the show, because if you notice, he would talk to, like he was talking to Judas and he's like, hmm, okay, follow me, come. Yeah. Yeah, so. Just in those very little, I mean, uh, what was the, um, the demon when he just said, he says, out. Like it's just yeah. the, these very simple words. Didn't out. need a lot of words. Get out. <laughs> and, then, and then he's like listening to everything, that all the word salad that Judas had. And then he says, all right, come. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Follow me. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Kate asked, how are you doing? Hi. Thank you. I, I am I'm just a little groggy. I am just feel like a little bit out of it. And I got a little bit of stomachache, but otherwise fantastic. Thank you for asking. Healthy. Thank you. That's the greatest blessing of all. Um, for some reason, uh, I don't even know if I'm sure you remember, but I don't know why when you were talking that I got, I had this visualization of, do you remember when we were in Arizona, we were riding the uh, off-road vehicles yes. and we ended up Oddly enough, we're in the we're in the total desert, mm. and then we're riding, and then we ended up at that river. Why did I have? Why do you suppose that that suddenly just appeared to me like that? Was that like a moment of of recognition that he had been calling you, and this was the maybe because that's sign my you? that's the second vision. Oh. That's so weird. That yeah. I well, that's what you put. That's why you're, you're the Holy Spirit is putting them together for you. Because the first vision I had um, audibly hearing his voice. Then the first vision is uh, him walking in front of me mm. saying, come. Second one is that lake. And it looked exactly like that lake. And he was baptizing me in the water. And, and I saw the dove. Wow. So you're mentally connecting them there's no reason for me to even think about that that's very cool <laughs> that's absolutely awesome. well you know what's so amazing about that actually now that it's finally clicking in my head because i don't i can't imagine that you would do that too is that that's the lord four and a half years later proving to me they were true they were not my imagination mm. because he's literally describing it word for word in this devotional and then showed us the actual lake that day Wow. It was amazing. I mean, it was a, a whole, I mean, a very holy moment Yes, for both of us. Yes. This, this random lake or river in the middle of the desert that had a connection to both of us. Yes. I mean, in particular you, when you just pointed it out. Uh, Lisa says. Holy Spirit at work. Amen. <laughs> Absolutely. And, oh yeah, we got both people on there. Um, wow. That's something else. That these things just randomly, not randomly, but just show us the way. It shows us the shows the path. Well, and I I don't know if it was in Jim's or in our scripture where he says that uh the verse remember where I was like, oh, hmm. so none of this is random. Um, this is the will of me, none of them belongs. <laughs> We're reading. Yeah, sorry, so, folks. I, it's just the the eternal nature of our destiny being pre-written. Well, so I, I don't know if why don't we some... read uh, Jim's? Do you want to read it or do you want me to? I don't care either one. Uh, Jim Ryman, who is the editor for the um, 
the update for Morning by Morning uh, by Charles Spurgeon. Uh, Jim Ryman says, Jesus says, come to me, and then simply adds, follow me. In truth, it is actually a gracious act of his to lead rather than commanding us to do so. Not only does he lead, but he has particular race marked out for us and graciously lights the way ahead. For his word is a lamp to my feet and a light for my path. It is all very simple, simply stated, but how we overcomplicate his will. He even said, this is the will of him who sent me, that I shall lose none of all that he has given me, but raise them up at the last day. Thus, he has taken it upon himself to lead us, and we have his very word as calm assurance. We will ultimately arrive at his eternal home. We also have the assurance that the law is no longer a burden to us because of him. Here is how Paul stated it. What the law was powerless to do in that it was weakened by the sinful nature, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful man to be a sin offering. And so he condemned sin in sinful man in order that the righteous requirements of the law might be fully met in us who do not live according to the sinful nature, but according to the spirit. The mind of a of sinful man is death, but the mind controlled by the spirit is life and peace. Uh, Father, thank you for the freedom we have in Christ Jesus. So you were talking about when, before we went on, we read through this about that it's, it's not, it's qualified. It's qualified. That's the word you were saying. Yes. That he doesn't just say, oh, everybody gets the, my righteousness imputed to them. He's saying he, in order that the righteous requirement requirements might be fully met in us who do not live according to the sinful nature, but according to the spirit. So he, and so he condemns sin in sinful man so that the righteous requirements in the law can be fulfilled in us who do not live according to the sinful nature. So that promise of condemning sin in a sinful man, having a Christ righteousness is only for people who choose not to live in sin, not people who consciously choose to live in sin and then say, um, it doesn't matter because Christ forgives me. Hmm. All my sins are forgiven. So he's, he's constantly the part in certain parts of scripture qualifying that, it is conditional upon us actually behaving as if um, we are a life surrender to Christ. So let's say you're a man, a married man, and you are, you know, you come home on occasion, change your clothes, take a shower and leave. <laughs> like you, you go to work all day and then you come home, hey, into the kids and the wife and then you change into your whatever. Party you know, clothes. Party clothes. And you go out and you hang out with your buddies and, um, you know, maybe on occasion on the weekends, you go to Vegas with your buddies, but, you know, in, and you just go on with that kind of life. So I want to kind of minimize it, but that's kind of your regular life. And then you go, you know what? I need, I need religion. And you go to church and you go to church on Sunday, but then Monday you go right back to that routine. That, that is not what God is asking you. But if you are the same guy, you take the same, you go to, and you decide, you know, I need, I need faith. And, but you decide, you know what, my life was with my family and I need to figure out, you know, what it is that we can do as a family to show our faith in God. And we go to church together and we do more, more things as a, 
like we pray together. But it's not that it works. Mm -hmm. The difference must be that you receive the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. So even but how does your life change? What does that look like? Ah, okay. But the That's life, the life change, the life change is demonstrable of having received the Holy Spirit. Because mm -hmm. an untransformed life probably indicates there is no Holy Spirit. Um, unless it's a particular fall of a person who just got ensnared in sin and then repents. But it's not the, I go to church on Sunday and I've got two life groups. Now I'm a believer. You know that better than mm -hmm. anybody. It's having met the Lord Jesus Christ and invited him to be Lord and Savior. But then, then with that. You should see a transformed life. Right. With an occasional possible Dip. every so often you go you know what i miss hanging out with my friends but then you know it when you go out yes as like, as jack says right that you just sin doesn't feel as good anymore yeah. <laughs> you know you're like oh that was like, terrible yeah. i can't do that you get out to uh what's in what's in what's it you go to like jt's down the street you know and you go oh this is nah. bad you just you walk in you walk out that those are the kinds of things that you should she see. Hope so. Well, and that's what <laughs> we were listening to with Jackie O'Perry saying, she's like, the most dangerous part is when you allow the one sin to drag you farther into sin so that your heart no longer feels mm -hmm. the inclination of the Holy Spirit to stop you because it, the heart becomes hard right. and deadened to the, to the voice, to the, to the conviction of the Holy Spirit that says, stop, you're going the wrong way. Right. So just going to church on Sunday and calling yourself a Christian is not the way to. Well, I mean, if you could do that, I mean, it, it, but see, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not, it's not a number of acts that you do because there are some people who could, who don't even go to church, right? Who are faithful believers and followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. So I don't think we can quantify it's you do one of these things or five of these things. Right. I hear you. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Okay, man. Lisa says this was a little bit earlier. I'm learning so much reading Randy Acorn's book, Heaven. Pastor Jack said, if you read a book on a subject of heaven, that's the one to get. Yes, I actually bought it in Audible, but have not finished reading it. Uh, I'm away his commandments because I love him. I obey his commandments. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, well, I mean, it's like, it's like a kid. coloring looks so weird to me. <laughs> really? Yes. <laughs> It's like a kid, you know, you, you want to gain not just their respect, but their love. And, and you, what you're hoping is that when you're not around, that they think of, you know, not only what is right by God, but, you know, what, you know, my dad told me about things like this and, you know, he doesn't want me doing these things. My dad, God, my dad, dad, <laughs> my dad on earth and my dad in heaven. Yes. Uh, Lisa says. Try to obey his commandments as best I can because I love him. Yes. yes. And then Cindy says, I have it too. I need to get it in Audible too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so bad at reading books. I just get them all in Audible. I sometimes buy paper copies of things just to have them in the bookshelf because I told Andy uh, when the end days come and there's no power and stuff, we're going to want to have things in paper. But other than that, Audible is the only chance I will actually complete a book, unfortunately. <laughs> I got a comment here. I need more of an explanation. How come the school board wasn't terrified? 
earlier I did a show on Vote PYL Vote and yes. the, the um, California Paranoids shows. Um, so it could be a, a it could be from that. But oh. uh, Rick, if you're still on, explain uh, more. Maybe I'll be able to answer you a little bit better. Terrified of God? <laughs> Terrified of me? I don't know. Both. Um, <laughs> let's, uh, let's go ahead and jump into the scripture that's in this particular devotional. I'll read a little bit further. Uh, Matthew eleven twenty eight. Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden or burdened, and I will give you rest. Nothing like the rest of... And, it, you know, that, I think that's an important thing that I... I think that a lot of people who struggle daily with things that just are, uh, you know, guilt, you know, you're, you can be heavy laden with guilt of, uh, Shame. And for me it, it, at the time was divorce, you know, and the guilt that comes along with divorce that you failed the kids, especially, especially when you have kids yes, uh, and weren't able to do it, that um, at some point you're not, you're not going to be able to get rid of it unless you hand it over to God a higher yes. power that will forgive you for whatever it is that caused the divorce and allow you to move forward and just hand it over to him and say, listen, I can't, I can't, um, I, I can't do it without you, Lord. Yes. And I would like you to take this from me. And he will. He does. Absolutely. Yep. You were checking on something else? No, just the rest of the verse. Cause I love it. Um, take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I'm gentle and humble in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. Mm. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I say this stuff all the time now when I'm dealing with all the stuff with my dad's estate and all the family drama. I was like, Lord, I give this to you because no one can take anything from me that is destined from your heavenly provision. And, you know, I just want, I just want peace. I just want goodness. So... Uh, Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> Very good. The next one. John 10, 11. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep, as opposed to the bad shepherds who fleece their sheep. <laughs> Matthew 25, 34. Then the king will say to those on his right, come, you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance. The kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. That is the scripture I was referring to. Mm. The kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world goes back to that concept of predestination and selection was done way before even the world was created. God knew had foreknowledge of who of us would accept the gospel and that we would inherit the kingdom. And all of that was laid out before we even existed, our, our parents mm. or ancestors even existed. Wow. It's a comforting thought. Yeah. I always rely on that when people tell me, I want to make everybody Christian. I want you to try to. I was like, listen, it's a very exclusive club. This is not something like that we can, we can forcefully turn you into a Christian. Mm -hmm. So this is by divine predestination and foreknowledge of God. So don't worry about it. We're not going to be forcing anybody to become a Christian. <laughs> Uh, to me, it's comforting. Yeah, I mean, that was the thing about the show that I did for the school board meeting from the uh, from Tuesday, was that it, it's it, it my my discussion and my thoughts were not. I wanted to make sure people understood this is not a it's not a, a Christian discussion necessarily. 
about you know the, stop the sexualization of our well, kids. Christians okay. having a discussion. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's simply saying, listen, we have to do better for our kids. It's just what is right. It is what is right. Yes. <laughs> just don't start yelling. I don't think I can do it again. <laughs> But for me, as a Christian man, I have to speak up. I, I have to talk um, um, in a uh, in a, a, a in a forum that, that I have the things that I have available to me to try to make change for the for what is right. So I had this revelation about mm. um, the parable of the talents. So the Lord says, uh, it's the parable of the talents where the master gives the servant five talents, the, the head guy five, then the next guy two, and then another guy one. The guy with five turns it into 10. The guy with two turns it into four. The guy with the one goes in the field and buries it. And so when his master comes and says, what did you do with my talent? He says, I knew you were a hard man and you reap what you do not sow. So I went and I buried it for fear that I would lose it or that you, I wouldn't have it to give back mm -hmm. to you. Mm -hmm. And the good. master is so upset. And you know what he says to him? It would have been better if you put it in the bank and I earned interest. And so I said to, I, I said to uh, what I felt the Lord was saying to me is that this, when it says talents, which were a coin, but it's a play on the word talents, the giftings of the Lord. Mm -hmm. Um, the Lord is saying to us, the least you could do is stand up yourself. Mm. The least you could do is use my gospel to improve your, your own life. What was wrong with the last guy is he took a talent and buried it. Right. He wasn't even willing to invest it, to put it in the bank of himself and earn interest. Even to take a risk. Right. A little bit of risk. Even And not just the risk, but the bank being himself mm. he wasn't allowing that treasure to be uh, I see grown. What you're saying. yes like uh whether it's evangelism or kindness or um uh charity he didn't use the gifts even for himself forget that he didn't multiply it he didn't even use it to improve himself and when you look around us how many uh, churchgoers, I don't want to say Christians, I want to say churchgoers, do we see it like that? Right. That not only are they not using their gifts for other people, they don't even improve themselves. Right. And that's the parable that the Lord was saying why this the master was so angry. That, that, that was me. I was burying my talent. Right? You're just like, just throw it in the field. I was, I was like, I, I'm going to church, but I didn't really tell anybody I was a Christian. During that period of time, during those 20 years, I was going to church. Because there's an accountability, right? Yeah. <laughs> Can you tell everybody, oh, yeah, I went to church. And, and be like, you're going to church? That's <laughs> a little odd, bro. <laughs> but there's that accountability, right? Right. right. Wow. Thanks, Chinooks. That was really good. Revelation. He who testifies to these things says, surely I am coming quickly. Amen. Even so, Lord, come, Lord Jesus, come. It's uh, 2220, Revelation 2220. Yes. And uh, I, I did not understand that. Um, and so can you explain who who's he and and 
So Why are they telling him to come quickly. This is the Lord telling um, the church that he's coming quickly um, in the passages above. It'll come in an hour that you know not. I'm the first, the last, the Omega, the Alpha, the Omega. And then he says, he being Jesus, who testifies to these things that I just said, says, surely I am coming quickly. The church's response is, amen. Even so you say you're coming quickly, come. Mm. Like you're not coming quick enough. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't that we're, the truth? we're exhausted. We're exhausted. There's some shenanigans going on at PYLUSD. Everywhere. <laughs> that's so interesting i i'm so happy that uh, i mean these little things these these little things just kind of go wow the bible is so prophetic i mean it's so it doesn't matter in the age that this was written or now it's the same like jesus we know you're coming in in, in your mind you're coming quickly but can you come a little quicker <laughs> right and the worse it gets, the more we're going to cry to him because yeah. and it's kind of like what Jim Ryan was saying in his interpretation. It's like we hear the call of God, of the of Jesus, come, come to me, follow my ways, learn my ways, take my yoke upon you. My burden is uh, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. He says, but what you really want is get to the point where you're calling him to come. Mm -hmm. You know, he's calling you. Yes. But you want to call him like, Lord, come, come quickly. Uh -huh. Oh, I see what Rick was saying now. He was wondering why. Televised. Televised. Why I, I maybe why I didn't. No, uh, was the school board meeting televised last week? I mean this week? I uh, but I didn't do it. Normally I oh. live cast it. Yeah, why didn't you? Because I'm suspended. <gasps> oh, yeah. I was suspended. I am not suspended now. But uh up until a few hours ago I was suspended. Um that's why I wasn't able to broadcast it live. So sorry about that, Rick. Uh, did we read this one? No. Okay. Uh, I guess what I'm trying to say, it's not, it's not hard to understand what you're saying, Lisa. Don't obey his commands because I want him to love me. I love him so much that I want to please him and obey his commandments. Absolutely. That's, sure. that's I think, the spirit behind um, how most Christians feel. It's that motivation that we feel internally to want to make him happy, like a, like a wonderful parent, um, somebody that you want to please, or a spouse or a child that you're just in a loving relationship with. Mm. So he says, I listen and can multitask, but I can pause and underline in the book. I like to have both. Right. <laughs> okay, so he's I have a couple books like that where I have the, yes. the, the, the actual book and then I have it on Audible. The Holy Spirit is uh, the change in our spirit and that affects our behavior. Yes, mm -hmm. absolutely. God is our Prince of Peace, no matter what the circumstances are around us. Lisa agrees with that. The Prince of Peace. The Prince of Peace. I love that. A good counselor. I'm the pauper of peace. It's God's living word, relevant then and now and forever. Oh, Kyle in the CV is back. The bored panda. I found this humorous to everyone. We can't open yeah, it. We can't open it, so we don't know what it is. Yeah. Unfortunately. I'm so, going to look later. Somewhere. Lisa's I've saying, Cindy, like some people can't get enough of certain programs and do that thing where they watch every season over a week, and I can't get enough of his living word and taking notes. Amen. That's great. That is something else, right? It's um, it's a single book that's been around for uh, a very, very long time. Number one best-selling book in the world every year. Every year. Even though they don't want to admit it, the New York Times will not. The New York Times should put it at number one and just leave it there because it, it's always number one. Yep. Um, that, you know, how you don't like to watch a movie more than once? Mm-hmm. 
the book you you can read it over and over and over again and always find something new or relevant to living. what you're doing because it's a living living book it's amazing it's amazing there's no other book like it yes uh, although for me uh the movie airplane was much like that i watched the airplane like 15 times <laughs> <laughs> i did i always found something new. I, don't, I don't think people on the podcast can see my face <laughs> My shock and horror. I love that one. You just and, compare the Bible to the airplane movie. And then there's the TV, Get Smart, and I Love Lucy. I could watch the, I watched them over and, and over. And they are analogous again. to you, did the Bible. Well, because I would always find something new and humorous in it. Uh, okay. but it, was, it was in relation to humor. At the time, I really wanted to be, and I was at the time working as a comedian magician. And so oh, I was looking for inspiration. What? I, need to go. I have another story. <laughs> I am slowly declining over here. Kyle, no questions? Yeah. To keep us Kyle. on? Kyle, come on, bro. Where are you? Where are you with your questions? I want now I want to see what that JPEG is that he that he put on there. Right. It says Christian memes. Oh, I I may have to try to find it. Do you have anything else? Oh, look at he put it. I can find it pretty quickly here. On Twitch. Hello. Okay, Kyle, well. No Oops. <laughs> Sorry. Um he has nothing profound, he says. Really? But you always have profound questions, Kyle. Come on, bro. Are you celebrating Christmas this year, Kyle? Remember, Jesus is the reason for the season. How come I only see that comment? He's just checking in. Andy's going to go look at your JPEG meme. Well, I was trying, but it doesn't show it. It doesn't show it. It only shows his last two comments. Oh, that's interesting. Well, we can cut and paste it later, can't we? Nope. <gasps> it's going to disappear. It disappears. Okay. Put it in one more time and maybe I'll see it on here. Uh, okay. Kyle, because I'm now I'm really curious. Can, Can anybody else see it? Nope, because he's on Twitch. Oh, he's not on YouTube. And so there's no way to. That's so weird. Okay. Boardpanda.com. Oh, that tells me nothing. Christian memes seven five. <laughs> uh, okay, folks. All right. He likes the suspense. Orale. All right. Anything else, my love? No, I think that's it. Um, I'm, I'm going to ask for a prayer again for we are now, I think we have a lot of our other projects a little bit behind us. And now we are focusing on our law enforcement class for high schoolers yes. at uh, Pastor Jack Hibbs High School. Dun, da, da, da. And we Liberty have Ed. quite a few students that have signed up. So we're pretty excited. Yes. We don't want to, we don't want to let them down. No. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm glad, to, you, I'm glad that everything is clear, my love. Yes. Uh, thank you for joining us all tonight. And we're going to see you again probably tomorrow, right? I think so. Andy's got to go away for work on Sunday, but we are going to be back tomorrow. I get to go you. to Texas. Texas. So any of you there in Texas? Where am I going to be? Houston? Uh, oh, no. Corpus Christi. Corpus Christi. Uh, I'll be in Corpus Christi. Anybody watching that's in Corpus Christi? Crispy? Crispy Creams? Corpus Crispy Creams? <laughs> I'm not going to be there very long, so uh, just let me know if you're there. All right. Good night, Cindy. Good night, Kate. Good night, Kyle. Good night, Jimmy. <laughs> All right, we'll go. All right, my friends, we love you. Don't forget to get the NFI app and subscribe. We love you. God bless. Have a great night. Take care. Bye. Bye.